Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today. Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views, opinions or position of film and tvreview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. Film and tvreview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this program and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humor and language. For full terms and conditions see filmandtvreview.com. Hi, and uh, welcome everyone to another edition of Film and TV Review. Um, we're kind of looking back at those more recent releases over the last month or so across streaming and on the cinema, of course. We had some interesting releases um, this month. Uh, so um, welcome to one and all. Um, so I thought we might start with, uh, maybe we could start with some of the big releases that we, I think, um if we let's see who we got around. Um Noel, want to uh tell us what you've seen this last month? I know uh yeah, sure. What kind of caught your eye? What you thought about I know recently, yeah, over the last month or so. I will have to say that um the one that stands out to me is still Oppenheimer. And also um I did like the Haunted Mansion movie. Barbie was good, but not as good or as bad as everyone said it was. Um, but I'd still say Oppenheimer's the best out of all the summer blockbusters that we've seen as of recent, if we didn't cover that Oppenheimer last time. Haunted Mansion was okay. Could have been better for how long it took to make the movie. But still, I'd say Oppenheimer stands out the most. Yeah. But is that yeah? That's still doing good box office. I mean, on the back of uh, the Barbie movie, but I mean, yeah, after yeah. that, um, there was kind of like oh, obviously there was a bit of, I think releases being a bit scared of coming on the end of that wake. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but uh, well, I guess I guess I might as well mention it now. What I did see straight after the Barbie movie, the week after was, and not so much noise, strangely enough, but. It was um, the Meg 2 
Yes, yes, uh, we which, did that. I was waiting. Yeah, that's surprising. Surprising. Surprising, but nobody was talking about it. I, I was hoping for a rallying cry for the males, you know, the traditional males in the audience where you, Barbie, you know, speaking to yeah. the a female demographic, let, let's do one for the boys, but no, no crowds, strangely enough. Mm. But having said that, it was quite a fun movie. It is very much of a B movie. It is very much Jason Stratton returns with his old cast of eco-warriors almost, and they kind of open up. I think they discover a mining operation underneath the trench, which is obviously, uh, but uh, a deep, deep um, part. It's almost like the abyss. Richard. Either way, I thought that when I watched it last week. <laughs> but and and it hurts. It broke my heart to be honest. It broke your to, heart. Yeah. Yes. Well, if you were gonna get a sequel to the Abyss, I guess we won't now because I think they've kind of tied it up down, tied it up really well. Um but anyway, we in yeah. there kind of because of some rather mining operations that's happened, they tend to open up the dividing line between the uh, the abyss, sorry, the, the trench and the the upper regions of the of the ocean. So um it releases a whole Heard, I guess, a herd of uh, Megdal Megdalons um, and also squids. I mean, we really do go into B movie territory where we got a kind of a monster, a kind of a monster munch of all these uh, sea creatures from, you know, like a, almost like a Kraken. I know it's a summer movie, technically, a blockbuster. Maybe they should have released this in October, more around Halloween time, you know? Because of the, because you think of the old monster movies, and I think of like old Halloween kind of movies. Maybe they should have released it, especially if they were scared of Barbieheimer overshadowing. But to be fair, during Halloween periods, they usually release real horror movie that scare me. Mm. Yes, yes, this yes. This is not this is not scary. This is funny, but not for, and I'm scared easily. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I know what I'm talking about. I get scared for, for no reason. This is not scary at all. It, it did go into B-movie comedy, kind of like it's more, I think it, his tongue is it's firmly in its cheek. It kind of knows that. That's part of, you know, it doesn't take itself seriously, which is why it makes it palatable. But it is very, um, it does it even go more over the top than the first one where you've got a giant squid and it's on Fun Island and it started, you know, eating yeah, and, yeah, and having people midnight. So that moments that moments was one of the few where I was thinking, what's going on? <laughs> when when for no like from one scene to another, you are arriving in some kind of Ibiza style scene, and I was thinking, wow, okay, that's no transition way at all. So okay, oh, yeah. It, it it is a, a film which actually literally does scenes of you of Jason Stratton jumping the shark almost, which is you know, ah, ah, great. Ah, 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 ah. I did like he took on three of them with three harpoons, and I thought, you know what? To be fair, this is what you paid for. If you didn't yeah. know expecting this yeah, scene, but, then yeah, but by on. the way, by the yeah, I, I I agree. But to be honest, I was expecting Jason Statham fighting a shark uh, much earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. But for True. because for an hour and a half, that movie is so long, by the way, it's so long. Yes. For an hour and a half, yeah, there is almost no shark. 
Yep. <laughs> I'm not talking, I was thinking about that. When you say about Abyss, I was thinking this is literally a remake of Abyss for 80% of the movie. And I was thinking, yeah. but where are the, char- the sharks? And I was thinking maybe we're going to end the movie without any of them. Because I was thinking maybe, maybe the whole point was just to get saved from deep down the abyss. And then they're going to reach the surface and that's it. So maybe they forgot about the sharks and say, okay, maybe we should do some kind of scene on the beach. And that's why it makes no sense that they, they are like next to a resort or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, I, I was a bit just like thinking you've just got a bit 10%, a bit more than that, that scariness factor, you know, the kind of like, you know, it, but well, what can you do? I, I can't really criticize it. It, it I mean if if you yeah, if you walk into that point theater, to criticize a movie like it, this. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's good that you have B movies like this still because yeah. you know, almost, we had an age where we couldn't have any room for it um because of the whole well in the tail end of the superhero era, I suppose, but where you weren't even getting these mid movies getting their way through and they would make their money on DVDs and of course that market's disappeared. But I'm glad that it exists. And I think it's done well enough to get Hopefully, <laughs> um, make free. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I, you yeah. know, but because yeah. it's, you it's know. working well. It's working well at the box office. Yeah, if it makes two point five times, I think is what they say. Two point five times its um budget, then yeah, they yeah. make a sequel. That's usually what it counts. I, yeah. I think they kept that budget. Is it just t- tiny oh, bit more oh. expensive than the uh, previous one? But it kind of didn't go way over like we've had with. A lot of the fact fact that actually it's, uh, I think it's a shared production, like half half uh, US China. That's actually a very good idea because I'm pretty sure that it's going to do, or it's already done, or it's going to do well in China. Economically, it's got a good, uh, sturdy model going for it it, it, with these kind of films. So, you know, good, good, good endeavor to it, you know. So, I'm not going to be too harsh on that. It it does what it says on the tin. So, therefore. Um, I did see, uh, did go actually, you know, I just see Haunted Mansion. That was all right, actually. That was okay. Yeah, it was better than we all thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. better than we all thought. And I think it has a very good mix between comedy. I mean, not hugely scary, but scary enough for maybe, you know, little kids yeah. who were going to see it. Very good mix of comedy, action, tone shift. It reminded yeah. me a bit of the like nineteen eighty four Ghostbusters where you have a kind of a uh-huh. good mix between horror, comedy and so forth. And very tricky to get, but good good um Rosario Dawson here, of course, who's who's in a bit more she's in everything. She's in everything. She's in everything as late. But at least she gets to without any face paint on this one. She just gets to be a good what kind of matriarchal character here. And yeah. and a good performance for the little son as well, who's yeah. almost like a very young well, I don't know. Um, maybe I, I'm trying to think of the actor, but uh, he's a very, for his age, a very a lot of comedy chops, very good mature performance, and very endearing. So, in fact, even the lead himself is quite good. It's very yeah, likable, and yeah. um, a good good casting. And so you got yeah. obviously Danny DeVito and all that, but they're kind of playing character actors. So just mm-hmm. testing is a credit. This does rest a lot on their acting shoulders, so maybe not as true to fall maybe from the ride, but it's doing its own thing, and and for its own thing, it, it, it's fine. I don't think it did that well at box office, but I'm not sure yeah. if it's you know a reflection of the times I rather was than surprised the. Surprised they didn't just 
like put this on Disney Plus yeah, good for what so. it was, but the budget was really high for it, which surprised me. But yeah, like it, it's so weird to me. They keep making making Haunted Mansion movies, even though the ride is kind of supposed to take place around the time of Pirates of the Caribbean, especially if they were going to reboot that, you could kind of have a crossover. But in each um, individual attraction of um, the Haunted Mansion, each Disney theme park, there's a different story. And it's better than what they always show in these movies. And I just don't know why they haven't made the movie version of the ride, basically, when that's, you know, so well. And it's been perfected over the course of many years. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought they would be more vintage and retro and everything. But it, it was good for what it was. I just wish they would dive into these original storylines that they have in the uh, attractions there. That's that's an idea. That's an idea. A crossover between Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. That would be amazing. So in Disneyland, Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion are in the area called New Orleans Square. Originally, there was going to be a connection between them by a character named Jean Lafitte, and it was going to be a more pirate-centric Haunted Mansion or a pirate-like protagonist yeah yeah yeah. and then it devolved into its own thing because it took 10 years to make um but it takes place around the same time so i don't know why they wouldn't try to combine it somehow but the sea captain we see was concept art from the attraction all lot there's a lot of concept art from the attractions different attractions from different but isn't uh, that isn't that maybe in in the works already isn't that actually the plan of be in the next 10 years to adapt different attractions and i would not yeah. be surprised if the idea is that actually to do something like that and then crossover a big crossover in 10 years or whatever i don't know yeah they yeah. are going to do something with the society of explorers which yes. you mentioned from the rise yeah. yes. in the us and other countries so i don't know what's going to happen with that but that's something that they were planning yeah they referenced it in jungle cruise but not in this well movie. yeah that's jungle cruise yeah. yeah yeah jungle cruise is the ultimate uh society like but yeah yeah I would like to see the crossover of Haunted Mansion and Pirates and and everything. Because they have these good stories, Disney. You just have to give it a smaller budget and maybe put on Disney Plus. And... I agree. I, 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 when I was watching it, I thought the same thing. I was thinking, that's surprising that they released that in a movie theater, to be honest. That's per- mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they release very, very bad stuff on Disney Plus. And in that case, actually, it's the way around. They had something that is perfect for Disney Plus. I don't know why they did that. But yeah. Well, but the reason... The Haunted Mansion had the budget it did is because uh, it was a project that had been in development for about a decade. And so the uh, numbers they give, I think it's like 160 million US dollars was budget. It's just when the project was in development and one point Guillermo del Toro was going to be involved. Oh, really? It wasn't. And so that whole thing combined comes out to 160 million. It's not that what you see on the screen there is 160 million. It's just that it took some the whole process, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, Andrew, did you what did you caught your eye? Anything besides what we mentioned before? Any other titles that you caught uh this last month? Um Yeah, see I, I uh didn't get a chance to join the earlier meeting because of just my schedule today, but uh sure. I, I know you talked about the Ahsoka series. Uh, mm-hmm. also I'm not as familiar with the character because I know some of you watch Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I know who the character is roughly, but uh, just just a little quick thing about that because it's still ongoing, sure. so yeah. I'm not sure where it's going to be headed uh, and how uh, real life, you know, Ray Stevenson's passing is going to factor in, uh, well as well as labor issues, uh, Hollywood. Well, but that's I, the thing. 
but I think it's all right so far. The only uh, issue I had was at the end of the first episode. And again, they showed the first two episodes back to back. That's just the way they released them. Uh, I pretty much like knew at the end of the first episode, you see what happens to one of the characters. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to be permanent. That character is going to come back in the next episode. It's too major a character. And I was right. I mean, yeah. because And that makes you think, well, yeah, that happens to this character at the end of the first episode. Then how come other characters in Star Wars, uh, spoiler alert, uh, die so easily? You know, how come this character gets, you know, and then comes back? Well, I, I guess it's plot or I don't know what else to call it. Um, yeah. But other than that, I think it's uh, all right so far. I'm just curious to see where it's headed. And again, what's going to happen with uh, Ray Stevenson's character? Uh, you know, maybe it won't be an issue. Maybe we'll we'll see. Um, but then uh, I guess that brings me to things that I've uh, watched that are more streaming. I know um, it doesn't look like Mark's here. He mentioned uh, Zom 100, Bucket List of the yeah. Dead. Yeah. Uh, there's the live action uh, film version, and then there's the anime series. I, I thought the live action film was good. It was you know, entertaining. It kind of gave me some Shaun of the Dead vibes, kind of a mix of horror and comedy. Uh, and then maybe a little bit of something like Office Space, just the idea of like the real horror being, you know, in an office. Um, but I thought it was all right. I, I thought it was, you know, entertaining. I didn't read the uh, manga, or the manga uh, upon which it's based. Uh, and then I started watching the anime series. Uh, I haven't gone through all the episodes yet. I think they just released the episode earlier today or yesterday. Uh, so far, I think the series, the anime, is maybe a little bit darker than the movie, only because it gets more into the, uh, how can I put it, like the real horror of him being in the office. Like, yeah, the zombies, when they show up, they're a threat, of course, but you get more into like why he really appreciates the zombie apocalypse when it comes is because, you know, he doesn't work in the office anymore. And they were basically working him till he almost became like a figurative zombie. I mean, or he almost like a literal one because of the way he's walking, you know, before the apocalypse begins, he's walking home from work and he's like, ah, just that uh, work is such a horrible environment that when the apocalypse does begin, he's like, Oh good. I don't have to go to work anymore. And you appreciate it more in the anime series, like why that is. Cause you really see him going into work and it's just like, yeah, just how really horrible it is. A little bit of that in the movie, uh, the live action one, but more in the anime, which I'm still kind of uh, getting caught up on. Uh, and uh, other than that, I did also watch Zombieverse, which again, that was something that Mark mentioned. Uh, I'm not really as into uh, reality competitions like that. Uh, I mean, I watch it because it's zombies and for that reason. Uh, so it's kind of this weird mix of a reality competition, but they're in a zombie apocalypse and it's like, do they break character? Do they stick? It's kind of this weird mix of scripted, like drama content and then a reality competition. Like there's different tasks and they have to complete the task. So it's this weird. I don't know how to describe it. I think it's maybe something they do more in Korea than maybe in other countries, uh, at least in Western countries. So 
make you think of Big Brother or Survivor. And this is kind of, uh, you know, like that, but done with the backdrop of zombie apocalypse. And without getting to spoilers, there does seem to be something that could lead to a second series, I guess you could call it. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this makes you wonder, like, is this, again, a reality competition or is it a zombie drama? It's kind of like a mix of both. It's, it's, it's just more unique that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, um, just getting caught, we caught, uh, <clears throat> caught up with things for other groups or rewatching things. Uh, I rewatched Bones and All, which I saw a year ago, liked it, saw it again, liked it. Uh, and I'm also watching uh, Batman the Animated Series, the 90s one, nice. for another group. And I thought it was really interesting that uh, the episode we watched a couple of days ago is one in which uh, Harley Quinn is one of the main characters. And then I read that uh, Arlene Sorkin uh, passed away. Uh, I guess it was yesterday or a couple of days ago. And I just thought it was kind of fitting that, I mean, we didn't know. We just watched it and then and then she passes. So I think between that and uh, Kevin Conroy passing. Yeah. And then David Warner also passed. Uh, you know, he was on the program as well uh, as uh, Rish Al Ghul, uh, Raj Al Ghul. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just a nice way to remember them and, and all the work that they did. And it's a good, stu- you know, I know some people just maybe they like the newer stuff. And, you know, I still remember when Batman the Animated Series came out, it was sort of like this revelation, this idea of like doing stuff with an animated uh, Western world you know u.s in this case a lot more serious than other animated programs to that point and now you know they've gone darker maybe people take that for granted but you know this was something new and it was really well done and you really felt like you could watch something you know yeah kids could watch it but adults could watch it as well Uh, maybe some of the stuff may not be appropriate for kids i don't know but uh yeah, I just appreciated it that it was sort of like something that people could, a different age groups could watch, and it still was really well done. And uh, other than that, I've also been going to the theater, but that's a whole other thing, a whole other uh, medium. And then I've also been just kind of trying to follow what's going on with the uh, labor issues. Yeah. Uh, if if they do decide to some kind of agreement, uh, I don't know if the studios. To me, that's almost like its own real life drama series like you know what things are the studios trying to do it's like they're doing everything but try to give fair wages to the uh writers and the actors it's like they're trying to hire a pr person to make themselves look good spending money on that uh cutting down trees that provide shade to the strikers uh doing work on the i guess we call it sidewalks uh in the u.s like you know to keep the strikers and they have to uh, strike in the street and potentially get hit by cars. It's just all these little things that they're doing. But not the wages. No, not, not the wages. Can't do that. <laughs> Anything but that. Just don't do that. But uh, and, and to be fair, I think some of it is because when I say studios, there's a couple of newcomers. I'll just kind of move this along. A couple of newcomers to the studio group this time around. Um, then strikes years past. That's uh, Amazon and Apple, and they're basically companies that 
aren't primarily entertainment companies. They do a lot of other things, and they just happen to do streaming on the side. So if the strike continues indefinitely, they'll be absolutely fine. That's you know, true. they won't be affected as much. You know, compare that to something like Warner Brothers or Paramount. Disney, I'm not sure. I was, about to, I was about to say, do you think that Disney could survive? Because well, Disney... Theme all, exactly, yeah, because they have other things, yeah. But uh, is it enough? So at what point did the studios start to kind of break off from the other ones and kind of say, hey, let's let's vote on this, let's vote to end the strike, and then, you know, Amazon and Apple can just do whatever. I mean, if they don't want to end the strike, that's fine, but what about these other companies that, you know, they want to go back? And, and Netflix, it's funny, They Netflix came out and was like, oh, we're worried if we give fair wages to the uh, people in the U.S., we have to give fair wages to everyone from the rest of the world. And it's like, you know. So, so what? <laughs> So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if this ends there. They say it may end. That's a speculation. There's no evidence. Speculation that it may end in a few weeks because of the fall festivals, Oscar season, uh, to try and salvage somewhat of the U.S. TV season. But who knows? Maybe this will go until next year. They've already delayed the Dune sequel to yeah. March. And that was supposed to come out in November, not even, yeah. you know, August or September early November. And by the way, Granted, and by the way, this is only this has been moved only not because of production, but it has been moved only because I believe that the actors couldn't do the it. campaign, right? Because I think yeah, the, but the movie the movie is ready actually. But uh, oh yeah, it's absolutely all these other movies are ready. Uh like Challengers, that was a film with Sadea. ready, even though it's a show, apparently it is mostly ready. So mm. yeah. and this was way before the strike even started. So yeah, well, sometimes they move these things when there's a strike, yeah. even if they're completed, because yeah. even before the actors went on strike, just because, you know, other things get delayed and they don't want to have empty slates on their calendars. So studios yeah. will move them because of that. But or they, it's too crowded at this time of year. But no, that's uh, Marvel. They need it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, Loki is coming season two. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um yeah I want some just just a side note about June I, th I think they did announce there will be a June third part to it the June Messiah or he's going to do that so yeah. um that's uh, some good but it, still it, it it it's couldn't come out at, you know I think a worse time for getting cinema audiences back into the theater because I think June would have been one of those you know fall or winter titles which would have maybe got enough goodwill behind it to get audiences in but if that's being pushed back I don't know what the fall slate or winter slate looks like for uh, this we still, uh, well, well there's still a lot of films coming yeah, out yeah I was going to say yeah I think the, the Marvels I don't know who's going to watch the Marvels but the Marvels oh, yes. are still planned um, yeah, Aquaman 2 I guess Aquaman 2, this Aquaman this 2 and the uh, Willy Wonka people yeah exactly yeah oh I'm sorry yeah I apologize you've got so much to look forward to <laughs> But, well, I mean, the Willy Wonka prequel might be good. I mean, no, 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 no. Let, let, let's put aside uh, the jokes and the fact that my, these movies not, might not be good, but at least there is a chance that they're going to bring a lot of money to movie theaters and studios. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, uh, Aquaman 2 has already uh, gotten bad things from test screening, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, did anyone see uh, The Blue Beetle? I, I'm just going to throw no. that out there. I, yeah. No. Has it been released in the UK or? 
Yeah, I think it has been. Yeah, I think it has, yeah. Okay, I don't know, because I hear things like, oh, movies only get released in the US, they don't get released. No. no I, no, I think a week, ago, a week ago it was being released in the UK, what, and what even in France, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I, haven't wa- the... I haven't watched it, no, no. I haven't watched I it either. I thought it was alright. Yeah. I thought it was alright. Okay. But, I mean, the whole thing is that at this point, it's like, you know, you're not really as vested in it because it's like, are they going to continue this story? Or are they kind of doing more stuff with these characters? So I think there is that. But I think the film itself is all is right. It, uh, I just feel it's a little bit out of date in terms of it, how people I'm, feel about the genre. If yeah. I may ask, is this the final last one of all the DC movies? No, that were... too. Ah, yeah. Damn it! Okay. You just mentioned it. <laughs> Aquaman too. Well, can just you can discount Aquaman too if you want. I'm just saying. No, no, no. You're right. No, 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 no. But I was about no. You, you're, you're absolutely right. That's what I meant. I, I, but, I meant is it like what, when would be the last DC movie that was agreed on before James Gunn was appointed? That's, that's Aquaman too. Aquaman too. So okay, yeah. yeah no, and James Gunn right. says that they'll bring Blue Beetle back. Uh, whether that means they'll bring this version of Blue Beetle, uh, Jaime Reyes. Or a different version of Blue Beetle. I'm not sure because there's different people who've held that mantle, but I think they're supposed to bring this character back okay. in the new James Gunn uh, film. So we'll see. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. I was going to say, I've been, um, I watched the show Elementary recently, um, the Sherlock, the American Sherlock Holmes show, and it's actually pretty decent um i think johnny lee miller is a better sherlock than a lot of the sherlocks and it's very interesting it's more detective-y than like sherlock based but i do think it's a really good show have you, watched, have you watched the uk recent version with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? yes i've watched every version literally every version yeah okay but uh no i think uh benedict's there there are different kinds of sherlock's benedict is very mean as sherlock versus his is more nice which is actually more like a lot of the stories um so i like he has elements of sherlock that we don't see in most sherlock adaptations it's pretty good but it's pretty graphic like i know a lot of these detective shows are graphic like that but they the amount of like like bodies that have been mutilated they show is like a horror movie and I don't know why they have to do that all the time, but it's like basically in every episode you'll see some bloated, horrific thing, um, which is weird for Sherlock. But other than that, it's a very well-written show. Still not as good as House in terms of like a Sherlock kind of adaption, but it's still really good. So, good, yeah. good, good segue if I may, Jason. Actually, mm-hmm. I have watched actually a horror movie. Uh... With, uh, talking about me, I never watched a horror movie, but mm-hmm. I-, I watched the, the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Which is I... apparently uh, a yeah, huge it's not fail. Released in the UK, is it? What? Oh, but you're in France. I mean, I'm in France. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, because it, it hasn't been released in the UK. Is that released? Is that released in the UK, uh, Jason? I don't think. I don't think. Really? Um, Someone told me it has been released in the UK, in the US. Oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, I because there's been no noise about it. I knew of the that, title. Yeah, but that doesn't mean much because apparently it's uh, box of his bulb, so maybe that's why. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. October, uh, but uh, maybe it's been released and you don't know. But uh... but anyway, tell us. Uh, I know yeah, let's tell us. Yeah. So it's not. I had delayed indefinitely in UK, by the way. That's true. So why? I think so it's a studio thing. It has to do with the studio thing, I think. 
So I understand that this, yeah. this is kind of like based on the whole Nesferatu, the ship of where... Yeah, when, that's, 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 that's the only reason, honestly. That's yeah. the only reason honestly, that's the only reason I kind of force myself because I hate horror movies. I, yeah. I force myself to watch this movie because of this, because I read Bram Stoker's Dracula and I thought it was amazing back when I was a student. I watched like three times the Coppola version of that book uh, from the early 90s. And uh, yeah, that's just curious. Honestly, I haven't read the reviews before watching that movie, which is good sometimes, uh, or not. Um, so um, yeah, so it's not. I mean, I know that actually critics apparently are destroying that movie, but I think they are a bit harsh, to be honest. It's definitely. I don't know what the budget was. It definitely looks like a very cheap movie. Fair enough. But at least what they tried to do is all right. So in a, in a nutshell, what it's about, uh, just people who don't know, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's the Dracula who is obviously is uh, living in Transylvania, and uh, he wants to go to London, and uh, he managed actually to find a way to get in on a on a boat called the Demeter. And uh, that is sailing from, uh, I think, Bulgaria, Romania, to uh, London. And obviously, during the uh, journey, uh, he kills every single one member of the boat. I mean, uh, every single uh, sailor. And um, so that was, as Andrew was saying, it's, it's actually because Bram Stoker's Dracula is the, the, the book is told uh very nice way it is told through um letters it's letters sent one person to another all the time and one chapter is actually the captain's log of um uh, of the of the meta uh well not not the entire chapter but it's part of the of 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 it and um and that's the idea that actually that you are we are told in a way the different days important days of this journey uh, the, the movie itself as i said uh it wasn't that scary it was very there was a lot of blood obviously not that scary i really didn't like what they did to dracula in that movie because it's like uh, just a monster like a random monster in a b movie and uh, Dracula, for whoever read the novel or watched the movie, etc., it's uh, much more a complicated character than that. He's uh, just not like a predator or whatever. Mm. Um, what I liked, and it's big, maybe it's why it's good that they didn't have a big budget. Uh, anyway, is the fact that it's clearly, clearly like an alien movie on the boat. That's the feeling that you have after 20 minutes. Is that actually, but like in Alien, the first one, is that you have 10-ish people or 15-ish people stranded on the, somewhere when they, there is no uh, exit and uh, there is a monster on board and they, they're going to be killed one after the other. It's like a reclo. And for that, it works. It's not original, but it works. Uh, you just want to know who's going to be next and how he's going to be killed. And they actually, not, don't go into any spoilers, but they even do something in that movie that 
I was surprised they did. They, 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 yeah, they, I don't want to avoid a spoiler, but there is one scene that I really didn't see it coming because I was thinking that they're going to make the same mistake over and over again. But yeah, they took a risk, let's say, and uh, it was all right. So yeah, it wasn't the best movie of the year, but it's all right. I think it's watchable. Any, is it uh, any who's in the title role, I suppose? Or who's Honestly, in the... there is. One guy that I knew from the cast because I love Game of Thrones. That's all. And I, I, yeah. I don't know any of these guys. Maybe they are famous, but I don't know any of these people. The the the, the captain is played by one of the supporting characters of Game of Thrones. That's all I know. Yeah, Liam Cunningham. Yeah, Liam Cunningham. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Maybe there is a big name on that cast, but honestly, I recognize no one. Literally, so. mm. I think the lead was a uh, uh, U.S. I'm trying to remember what he's been in, but yeah, I think he's been in other stuff. Yeah, but no, as I said it's not it's not bad bad. No. It's, it's I guess it's worth your time if you're looking for uh, you were talking about mixing. It's a B movie. I don't know if if you can call it a B movie here, but it, or a Z movie. But, but it, it's not horror. Like it's super scary. It is a lot of blood. And as I said if you want to see Alien on the boat, go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, um, seems to be in a good month for B movies, it seems. Um, but I, I think mean, August, yeah, it's uh, kind yeah. of uh, isn't that like a, a I won't say a, a dead month usually, so kind well, of in movies, yeah, it, it tended to be back in the day, I think, at the summer period where it would still be a good summer period, but then you'd have longer run times for your summer movies, I and mean, they'll be on box office for not just one week but two, three four weeks and i guess we've already had that big summer film of the summer i guess would be barbie honestly and i guess oppenheimer but um it's yeah, kind if, of like I, if i can by the way because i wasn't there last month and oh, i yes. and because i was moving flat etc but um so yeah i think that oppenheimer is a masterpiece to this i kept think about this movie for like a week after watching it to be honest i thought it was amazing I really mm. think it's the best movie. And I understand that it can be boring for some people because it's three hours and most of the time it's people with talking, to be honest. It's not like a blockbuster, like a, it's like a, a great Enzimer music that's going to put you on your seat or whatever. But I thought it was amazing. I think it's such an important movie for no, so, on so many, for so many reasons. I think the performance from Cillian Murphy is amazing. Um, I haven't seen it in IMAX, fair enough, but still, in a, on the still, I saw it on the big screen. If that was enough, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Uh, the, the life and death of that guy always uh, interested me. That's why maybe I liked it. But yeah, I, I think it still resonates a lot in the twentieth, twenty-first century, whatever. And uh, it's uh, yeah, I thought it was it was really good. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, obviously, yeah, the, the the whole topic about um, the necessity of using the nuclear bomb uh, in, uh, during World War Two, but also um, continuing the research and uh, and starting a weapons uh, escalation, but also um, a weapons race afterwards, etc. 
yeah, it makes you think about a lot of things. I and that's why I love that movie so much, to be honest. I um yeah I I um I I did find it good on that part the first two hours definitely when you concentrate it as a race to a bomb a working bomb and you know the at the end of that but then in the third lot it is the third hour it's rather cover more of a a full trial about getting his clearance which seems after when you had such a you know a momentous ending in the second hour you think it is this really important this part and it seemed a bit rushed having a different kind of movie in that third yeah. hour it would have been served almost better if you were going to do this as a three-part drama if you're if you're going to choose to do that third part of it and i found it a little bit it's fine but you know he's kind of like we've seen him his uh, his story is most important part of his story. His his him driving that group to get that you know the race to the atomic bomb. It would be better if the third part was focused on still on Oppenheimer. I, I mean after nineteen forty five and uh, about him and his realization and his regrets and uh, how he changed as a as a man literally more than a scientist about the world that's in a way created. Just focused on that part would have been maybe better than just, as you said, uh, literally his reputation destroyed and his career destroyed or whatever, because they tried to make him like a communist or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like very much, it, it could have been interesting in its own part, that segment, but it I felt a bit rushed. And if you were Possibly, to put it into yeah. context, I did actually, I, I mentioned this, there was a, I think in if you see BBC or access to the BBC World Service, maybe there is a documentary there, one hour on the called the Trials of Oppenheimer, which puts this into really quite. I did appreciate it more when I saw this. It basically puts into context of why he found himself in that situation of being kind of like almost maneuvered into having this little clearance revoked, and rather, you know, a lot of it driven by jealousy and very petty kind of like um, reasons by his peers and it, it kind of put it into context and it, it is fascinating so that will I think that is Trials of Oppenheimer on BBC or it was BBC 4 so you might find it on the BBC iPlayer somewhere wherever you and were was, and there was uh, something that I mentioned to you guys uh, there was back in a day, so less than 10 years ago, in London, there was a great play by the Royal Shakespeare Company about Oppenheimer, a wonderful play uh, in the West End, which I guess, by the way, they use the same source material for both the movie and the play, which is, uh, I don't remember the name of the book, but it's the same book, but actually it's the at the uh, end credits that uh, Christopher Nolan mentions in the ending credits, which is the adaptation from and it's a, it's a great, 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 great play. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I, I think it's probably still will be showing on cinemas here and there because I think we haven't had huge amount of big box office releases since uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. So I, I think that's still playing around. But it, it's worth, I think it is a, a movie that worth making time for. for certainly. It's important, yeah. It's important to watch it, yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, I think that kind of like wraps up what we've basically seen the last month. Uh, I think in September we've got coming up, just looking at 
We've got the Equalizer Free with Denzel Washington. We've got a, the big, uh, my big fat Greek wedding free, apparently. I, I think that's been in the works for 20 years. Um, um, the Nun 2, A Haunting in Venice. I think Kenneth Branagh gives another stab at another Agatha Christie uh, thriller. I, oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Me. The thing in Venice, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, how quick are these movies made? Because, <laughs> seriously, because I feel uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like actually the other one on the Nile was like two years ago or something. Yes, yeah, it felt like I think it came out very quickly in streaming. And I mean, uh, depending whether I'm not a big fan of his um, interpretation of uh, Poirot, but I think it's done okay for those who are new to the material. Mm. Um, also, you've got The Expendables 4 coming ah, out. Wonderful. Which you put put a date in your calendar in, for that. In case in case you didn't have enough Jason Statham with Make Two, <laughs> you have you, you have, have uh, He is listed there. Act, you're two, right. act Two with uh, Expendables Four. <laughs> and I think the more interesting title to come out, I think Taylor Nostrum is the creator, which is I think uh, Gareth yeah, Edwards. That's what James here yeah, was mentioning to us. Yeah, yeah, weekend, I yeah. think if we're looking for something fresh and new and even sci-fi related, and it's quite a rare thing but it looks from the trailer quite promising anyway okay well that's coming up september so um for now we'll, we'll talk about when that comes next month but yeah. for now thanks regulars thank you andrew thank, thank you richard you. and thank you noel and we'll see you next time we hope you enjoyed this film and tv review.com episode Catch the latest film and TV reviews, together with regular episode content from the world of film and TV every week. See you soon. Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today.